What's up, everybody? How y'all doing out there? 1.42 p.m. Monday, 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 March 30th, 2020. It's a beautiful day outside. I was just outside, though. Just got back from a walk. Just took a shower. I'm all quarantined up. Quarantined out. On fleek. Man, it's a great it's a great day though. I'm feeling real real good today. Real positive. Second podcast of the day. We're amping up the podcast production. We're doing it big. But we're going back to the basics. But before we do that, I was just thinking, for some reason, this, for some reason, I have no idea why this happened. But I just I was thinking, maybe it's because I saw this dog on my walk that I always see. It lives on the main road over here, and I think it's a pit bull. It might be a pit bull. But then that made me think, just before, right before I started this, I was thinking about Back in summer 2018, when I mowed lawns in Seattle, there's this one dog that I may have only saw it once, but it was the ugliest dog ever. You never forget an ugly dog. Ugh. It was so... It was a mutt. And it was like... Over a hundred pounds, a head the size of a football, and the grossest part about it was it had giant lumps all over it. It probably had cancer. I'm sure that dog didn't live through the end of 2018. I don't know. Hopefully, it made made it to Christmas at least. But it just had huge, like, softballs. Just all... I just remember it, it had a huge softballs just on its side. And it, it was all like... It wobbled back and forth when it walked. Oh, it was black. It, it could have been a black lab. But I've never seen a black lab that big. It was definitely mixed with, it's like a black lab mixed with a horse. <laughs> I think that's what it was. But that's funny. You just don't forget an ugly dog. You forget, I mean, yeah, you forget all the normal looking dogs. But then that one just really stuck out. And I remembered it just, just now, just minutes ago. But, yeah, let's get back to the basics. Back how we used to do it when the podcast started. Ah, over a year ago. My goodness. But we used to go through a different actor or actress each time. Each time. Go through their whole IMDb filmography. So... 
yeah, this is the Keanu Reeves one. As you can see, I, I can't even remember which movie we ended on for Keanu. So let's just start with, I think it was about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. So let's do that one. It's from 1989. Two seemingly dumb teens set off in a quest to prepare the ultimate historical presentation with help of a time machine. Oh. Classic picture. A great film. I haven't seen this one for a while. But excellent. That's what that's what they say, right? It's it's pretty good. I might maybe a little overrated if we watch it now. A bit of a cult classic. I just don't remember it that much. I've probably only seen it once on the TV or something. I don't know. Oh, it's it's old. Nineteen eighty nine. All right. Next, we have TV series American Playhouse, 1989. An anthology on PBS. I used to watch PBS back in the day. What did we watch on PBS? Oh, man. Well, that was like when I was a kid. We used to watch Recess. Recess was a great show. Classic. Arthur. Remember the Red Green show? That one was pretty funny. Alright. 1989 Parenthood. He plays Twad. I hear this is a great movie. But I've never seen it. And I've never seen the TV show either. Either. I don't like it when... Who says either? Nobody says either. Let's say either. Either is too s- snooty. Snobby. Snoot? Snob? <laughs> like in Ferris Bueller. A snoot? Snob. <laughs> <laughs> Who, me? Alright. Parenthood. The Buckmans are a Midwestern family all dealing with their lives, estranged relatives, raising children, pressures of the job, and learning to be a good parent and spouse. It's over two hours. PG-13. Comedy drama. Here is pretty good. 1989. The Tracy Ullman Show. Is this... Isn't that where the Simpsons first appeared? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I swear I swear I wasn't looking at this. It says Tracy Holman Ullman hosts a variety show containing sketches, song and dance routines, and the Simpsons. So it was a part of the the triage <coughs> the trio of the whole show. Of the whole shebang. All right, 1990, I Love You to Death. He plays Marlon. That's a name that you don't see very often. Marlon? Oh, I was going to say, that's a wizard's name. But Merlin, isn't Merlin the 
There's a movie called Merlin, right? About a, that wizard guy. Dumbledore's cousin. <clears throat> right? 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 Alright, I love you to death. Is nine... I might have to... I have the the night shift on my phone. I definitely recommend turning the, the night shift on your phone. Especially since during this quarantine... People are just staring at their phones. But if you put the night shift on, it's a, it, the screen's more yellow. And it's just... Oh, there goes a the helicopter. You guys hear that? Actually, that's an airplane. That's an airplane, not a helicopter. That's my expert hearing. But yeah, I recommend the... It's called night shift on iPhones. It's on your display, and it's just good on your eyes. Looks real nice on the eyes. All right. 1990. I love you to death. 97 minutes. Comedy crime. Rated R. Joey Boca, played by Kevin Klein, owns... Oh, no way. Owns a pizza parlor and is married to Rosa Lee, played by Tracy Ullman. What a weird quinky dank. He's also a serial womanizer. Rosalie, <clears throat> Rosalie goes to extremes when she finds he has been cheating on a test. Cheating. Isn't that weird? I never thought about that. There should be a different word for cheating. Like cheating, because how come, how come the word for cheating, it's the same word, like cheating on a test, as cheating on a woman. It's the same, like there needs to be like a different, what would the word be? (laughs) What would the word be? It's like, uh, wait, isn't that what adultery is? Nobody ever uses the word adultery, though. It's, it's, it's something more extreme than cheating. Because it can't be the same as... Just cheating. Looking at your neighbor's paper isn't the same as having an affair. <laughs> this is like a... That's actually not bad. That's not bad right there. That's not too shabby. All right. Uh, 1990. Tune in tomorrow. He plays Martin Loder. That's a funny last name. Isn't Kurt Loder? I've heard of Kurt Loder. That's someone. Isn't it weird when... It's, It's weird when you know a name, but you don't know... You have no idea where you know it from. But you're like, I know this name. How come I I know the whole name, but I don't know? Hmm. I think Kurt Loder. Isn't he a musician? I think he's a musician. All right. Everyone's a musician, right? 
<laughs> Everyone's a musician. Okay. Tune in tomorrow. 107 minutes. Rom-com. PG-13. Martin works at a local radio station, which just hired a new scriptwriter with a great reputation, or with a reputation for great drama, Pedro Carmichael. Martin's aunt Julia, not related by blood, returns home. Full summary. Returns home after many years away, and Martin falls for her, for his own aunt, not related by blood. Once <laughs> I like I clarify, got clarify. Once Pedro finds out about the romance, he starts incorporating details of it into the script of his daily drama series. Soon, Martin and Julia are not only hearing about their fictional selves over the radio, but about what they are going to do next. A what? He starts predicting the future. Who plays Pedro? Peter Falk. Another, I've never really, I've heard that name, but, and then who plays Aunt Julia? Barbara Hershey. Is she of the Hershey, of the Hershey chocolate? Of the Pennsylvania Hershey's? (laughs) Of the Pennsylvanians? Right? Right? All right. 1990... (laughs) <laughs> that was such a corny dad joke. <laughs> she, I I just go for the simplest dad joke. Is she of the? She's from Pennsylvania. Hershey, Pennsylvania. Man, that's somewhere I want to go. That's definitely on my bucket list for sure. Don't they have a? I think they have a theme park there, if I'm not mistaken. Over there in Hershey. PA, but I want to go to the factory, just get a big cup and just get a cup of the milk chocolate, you know, the, that Hershey's, some of that Hershey syrup, ooh, God, you know the chocolate I really like, ah, take a breath, Chris, (laughs) I just talk for too much and then just forget to breathe. You guys probably recognize that. You're like, the oxygen's getting low in his head again. <laughs> He's starting to talk about chocolate. Um, the chocolate I like is it's that syrup that you put on ice cream. And then it gets hard and makes a shell. It makes like a turtle shell. And... Yeah, it's, what's that stuff called? I was going to say Miracle. I think Miracle might be in the title. It's not Miracle Whip. I don't know. I can't remember what it's called. But you can definitely find it at the grocery, at the grocery store. Uh, That's so funny. All right, speaking of the grocery store. So my mom, my mom my mom so I normally I do background acting but that's all shut down because of the quarantine and my mom she was just texting me today this is I'm sharing personal stuff we're going all in that's how we do that's what we do here here in 
here in this podcast. All right, so so my mom's texting me, and she was asking me if I'm doing good, and she asked if I was working, and I said, I said no, Central Casting, they put all the shows on pause, so they put everything on hold right now because of the quarantine. But then she said, yeah, all the like Walmart and the grocery stores are hiring people. And I was like, so I said, like, OK, I might have to check that out is what I said. I was like, OK, I might have to check that out. But I think that's just funny because there's no other time period that your mom is going to suggest that you get a job at Walmart right this is the this is an unprecedented time period in our in our world in our history when else has your mom been like you should you should get a job at the grocery store that's a that's a nice stable it is a good stable job though not that there's anything wrong there's nothing wrong with working at the grocery store that's definitely a good job. And quarantine proof, as you can see. It stays open no matter what. It's not going to close like like everything else. So, that's definitely one of the one of the positives about working at a a grocery store. And you probably get I bet, I bet they get some good discounts. I bet they get some good employee discounts on food. But it's a solid job for sure. But I was just like I'm not I'm not that desperate right now that I just need to rush into it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that though. If you if I really if I really did need cash right away, I would definitely have already done that. I would definitely be on top of that. But I'm just being lazy. (laughs) I'm just being a... Well, I'm doing... No, I I can't say. You can't say I'm being lazy. I'm just doing what they tell us. I'm just staying home like they told us to. I'm, I'm following the law right now. I'm doing what everybody's doing. So... Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see where we're at when summer rolls around. That's that's what the really. That's what the real. Like, what what am I trying to think of? What word am I trying to think of right now? The uh, I was gonna say deal breaker, but that doesn't make sense. It's not a deal breaker. It's the, it's a, it's a fork in the road. It's like a point where we're going to see, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything. Don't, don't trust me. Don't trust me about any of this stuff. I just think, like, by the time, like, 4th of July is here, I think my prediction is that Stuff's going to be back to, for the most part, most things are going to be back to normal. I think so. I'm knocking on wood. 
Oh, I just knocked on wood right now. I'm one of those people who does that. Just because... I mean, I definitely hope so. I mean, it's nice to have... Like, a little break isn't that bad. I don't mind this. This isn't bad at all. I can just do a bunch of podcasts every single day. And, you know... It's not go for walks, work out at home, exercise in my room, watch podcasts, watch Cheap Seats. I've been binging Cheap Seats. I love that show. The Scala Brothers. So, yeah, I think it's good to find the positives in everything. I'm a super positive person. And I know that, like, other people, like, everyone is wanting to rush back to work right now. So, all right, let's get back to this. <laughs> let's get enough of that. So, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure TV series, 1990, for 13 episodes. And then, speaking of Rush, I said Rush because I was looking at Rush. It's Paula Abdul, Rush Rush, video short from 1991. He plays Jeff, uncredited. Alright, also 1991. Man, Keanu was busy in the early 90s. Also, 91, Point Break. Another movie that I hear is a classic. But I've never seen this movie. Oh, I gotta watch Point Break. Not the remake. They did a remake of this one. Probably didn't seem that good. But Bill Simmons loves this. And Adam Carolla. Those two guys love this movie. So I've been I've been listening to them talk about it for over a decade just but never seen it. So but I, you know what movie I did finally watch that I would always hear them talk about Roadhouse. And I loved Roadhouse. Also starring Patrick, the late Patrick Swayze. If you just, if you want to watch a fun, just dumb adventure romp, it's probably still on Netflix. I saw it on Netflix last fall. God, it's funny. It's one of those unintentionally funny movies, so it's not really supposed to be funny, but <laughs> it just is. All right. Uh, point break, though. An FBI agent goes undercover to catch a gang of surfers who may be bank robbers. Oh, that sounds like Mad Libs. That's, that sounds like... That's hilarious. Sounds like a, a child wrote that movie or something. Man, who wrote that? Who directed the original Point Break? Oh, Catherine Bigelow. 
written by Rich King and W. Peter Ilf. Let's see if they wrote anything else that we know. Varsity Blues. Oh, Varsity Blues is a good movie. I like that one. Wait, what's, what's he say again? Oh, yeah. He's a... Uh, this is not your laugh. Wait, isn't that what he says? This is not your laugh. <laughs> isn't that... Is that what... Uh, what's his name? Vanderbeek. Is that what Vanderbeek says in Varsity Blues? This is not your laugh. This is my laugh. I think he says... Yeah, I think he says... I'm not going to say it again. (laughs) Isn't there a part in that movie where... Like, he throws a football and there's there's an apple on someone's head. And he hits an apple off someone's head. Might be his dad... Is that what I can't remember? But that's a that's an intense part of the movie. I is that what <laughs> stinks when you can't remember like a, a major quote in a movie and you're like, is that what it was? What was it? Is that what it was? This is not your laugh. <laughs> Alright, that's a great movie though. I'm talking about varsity blues now. But point break I hear Point Break's good, too. All right. <laughs> 1991. Man, another 1991 thing. He was unstoppable in this year. All right. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Uh, The sequel. A tyrant from the future creates evil android doubles of Bill and Ted and sends them back to eliminate the originals. Wow, that sounds like a ahead of his time. That's like a movie that would come out in 2020. That's cool. Sounds pretty good. All right. I'm trying to think of another movie where, where they had clones. I was thinking Ex Machina, but that's when they just made a... A robot. They didn't make clones. Hmm. Hmm. I'll have to think about that. Man, he did so much stuff in 91. So, also in 91, my own private Idaho. He plays Scott Favor. I've heard of this movie, too. Let's see what's about. It's a drama. Rated R. 104 Minutes. Two best friends living on the streets of Portland as hustlers embark on a journey of self-discovery and find their relationships stumbling along the way. Starring, oh, River Phoenix, the late River Phoenix. And Keanu, directed by Gus Van Sant. That name sounds familiar. So let's see what he's done. Elephant. Drugstore Cowboy heard of that one yeah he's he hasn't really done that much like anything that you would know so how come how come I know the name Gus Van Sant 
but he hasn't really done any any famous movies in the last you know <laughs> ever like who that's weird it's one of those things where sometimes your name precedes your your resume you know what i'm saying you know what i mean like he he might just have a well known he's just a well known dude in hollywood like i've heard of him but i've never seen any of his movies but i'm sure he makes some good movies i don't need to just <laughs> i don't mean to just rag on gus van's hands all right so the next movie is called providence Keanu plays a guy named Eric. Does not get a last name. Here's the plot summary. A talented but disenchanted high school student seeking more advanced instruction sneaks inside the ivy-covered gates of nearby Brown University. Masquerading as a college student, he is soon matching morals with a young co-ed and wits with his literature professor. His passion for learning affects and amazes all those around him. But soon his house of cards begins to crumble. And the penalties could do more than jeopardize just his academic future. Ooh, that sounds like a... Like a mystery. Or... Mystery? I don't know, that sounds pretty... Pretty intense. Pretty intense. Uh, 1992, Bram Stoker's Dracula. He plays Jonathan Harker. Uh, The centuries-old vampire Count Dracula comes to England to seduce his barrister Jonathan Harker's fiancée, Mina Murray, and inflict, inflict havoc in the foreign land. And it's rated R, a horror movie, 128 minutes, over two hours, that's long for a horror movie, oh, oh, it's, oh, it's so long because Francis Ford Coppola directed it, okay, I'm sure everybody knows this, (laughs) I'm probably the only person who doesn't know this, and isn't he the guy, is he the guy who did, yeah, he directed The Godfather's, which are like three hours, which I haven't seen. Oh my gosh. That's one of those classic movies that I have not seen. The Godfather. But that's like the Irishman before the Irishman. You know? Is it the Irishman or the Irishmen? No, the Irishman. It's singular. <laughs> it's about one Irish male. But, yeah, because The Godfather is just as long as The Irishman. So, The Irishman. The Irishman? (laughs) (laughs) I just keep keep toggling back and forth. (laughs) I keep toggling back and forth. I can't decide. I can't decide which one it is. I can't decide which one. Which one is it? Which one is it? <laughs> That's my Dracula, see? We bring it full circle. 
we brought it full circle. Full circle. So Gary Oldman is stars as Dracula. 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 Can you hear me roll my R's? Dracula. Dracula. There we go. There we go. I don't know if that translates over microphone there. Uh, <laughs> Winona Ryder. Oh, you mean you mean that chick? You mean that that mom from Stranger Things? <laughs> you mean you mean the mom from Stranger? That's what everybody knows her for nowadays. But she used to be. I I knew Winona Ryder. For we haven't done a. Winona Ryder episode yet, have we? Have we? But I used to love Heather's. That's a great Winona Ryder movie. All right. Also, Anthony Hopkins is also in it. All right. So there you go. Yeah, but back to Heather's. Heather's is so good. It's what's Heather's about? I can just give a little synopsis off the top of my noggin here it's isn't she a serial oh heathers is oh yeah it's one of those movies that would not be released nowadays in present day it would not be released it would not even be filmed because i think it's about like school shooters i'm pretty sure because I don't want to spoil. I won't spoil any of it. It might be on Netflix. It used to be on Netflix. So that's another another good recommendation for you there. What was the other one I gave earlier? I jeez, why did I have to? Now I, I can't even. <laughs> why did I have to challenge myself to to remember that? <laughs> like nobody was asking. But now I have to try to remember. So Heather's. I recommend Heather's and then the other movie that I recommended earlier. We just go over so many movies that it's just like my head is just like spinning like a like a like a dreidel. All right, uh, nineteen ninety three, Freaked. Oh, speaking of dreidels, we have a dreidel at home at my parents' house back in Bothell. Which I think is just very, I like it. It's very uh, multicultural and open-minded of us. Because I like just having a dreidel around the house. I mean, we're not a Jewish family, but I like having a dreidel, right? It's a, yeah, it's a Jewish uh, item. What's the word for it? item it's kind of a trinket is it a trinket it's a good word (sighs) (laughs) all right so 1993 we have freaked he plays ortiz the dog boy is that what ortiz the is that what that said man there's a lot of people in this a vain actor, his best friend, and an activist end up at a mutant freak farm run by a weirdo scientist. I'm going to try to figure out who plays the 
I don't know. I don't know any of those. Yeah, he plays Ortiz the dog boy. Uncredited. Man. I'm curious about what that means. <laughs> Does that mean he's he's like a young man who who has a bunch of dogs? I when I was out for a walk the other day, I walked by three ladies, three women, and they each had like four dogs on leashes. But so it just looked like they had like a million dogs. Just it looked like it looked like a swarm of bees, but but with dogs. And it was just so many leashes just all tangled up. I think they just had ropes. I think they were just using just straight up rope. But it was intimidating. I I walked way out in the middle of the street. But that's the thing now. If you ever go for walks now, somebody's got to go walk in the in the bike lane cuz cuz you have to be so far apart from each other, you know. Get that follow those social distancing guidelines. All right. Um yeah, so the dog boy, yeah. But I was just thinking, dog podcast. Like, that'd be kind of a fun podcast. I don't have a dog. We used to have Athena until she she died in August 2018. But, so it's been a while. It's been a while. But that would be fun if... If you had a dog or a cat, or any pet, if you have any pet, that'd be really a funny idea to do a podcast with your pet. Like, I don't know how you would do that necessarily. You'd have, I mean, only one of you would be talking on mic, but you could sit with them, you know, you could sit there and and be there with them. And and it could be themed. That's what it would be. It would the whole podcast would be themed around dogs or cats or you know, emus or llamas or cows or horses or lemurs or chinchillas, hamsters, guinea pigs. Ah, oh, my friend, my best friends growing up uh Steven Ungrecht and his twin Chris Ungrecht. Yeah, my best friends were twins, so that's pretty you just get a a twofer. Isn't that kind of funny? <laughs> that's kinda of cool. That's cool having your best friend being a, a twin. Cause then you just automatically get you get two of them. So but they weren't identical. So don't get too excited. But, <laughs> but um, I mean, why why do I say weren't? Like they're still, they're still kicking it. Stephen lives in. Where's Stephen live? I think Stephen lives in like the Seattle area. And then, I remember Christopher 
we used to call him Christopher. I was Chris and he was Christopher. Um, he was he was wrestling at some college down in Oregon, I believe. But that was a few years ago. So I don't know what Christopher's doing now. But yeah, Stephen and Christopher. But yeah, what they they had um they had a guinea pig? Is he or a hamster? Or a gerbil? <laughs> Which one was it? It was one of those three. It was one of those three. But Gosh, I can't remember which one it was. But for for some reason, I remember. I remember this that this was Christopher. I think he put he put it in his underwear. <laughs> He's I swear I remember he put it in his underwear, and it was like the craziest. It was the boldest move of all time. Like it was. Think think about how fearless that is. Like he he put a he put like a like a hamster in his underwear. I I do I remember that happening and being like no, <laughs> just and everyone's just freaking out and just we're just it's like a it's like world star hip hop but for for just little white kids. But it was God, I that's a funny memory. That was crazy. Like, I don't... But the thing... Like, you don't remember... Or I don't remember... The rest of the story. Like, I don't know... He must have been fine. I'm sure nothing happened. The hamster was probably just freaked out. And just... Didn't know what to do. And just... Curled up in a ball or something. A poor little rodent. (laughs) Poor little thing. Didn't know what was, didn't know what was happening to him. Oh man, that's that's a shenanigans. But another dumb thing we used to do is this is a really dumb thing. Is we used to back when we were like little. I I have no idea what the premise of this was, or how it started, what the origin was. Or why anybody would ever want to do this. But we would... So we would... We would like curl up in the ball. And then... And then someone would shove a bunch of blankets on top of you. And then you'd be... So you'd be like curled up in the ball at the bottom of... Of uh... Of like a shelf. Like you'd be like in a shelf... Like, this is when we were, like, small. When we were, like, seven or something. And, yeah, and then someone would someone would insulate you inside. They'd shove blankets on top of you. <laughs> Dude, you could... I would never do... I would never recommend doing this. You could so easily suffocate. It's it just so easily... You just pass... You could just die from this. From oxygen deprivation just just pass out and just yeah it's just terrible but and then and then we'd stay in there for for maybe like way too long maybe up to an hour just insane feet 
it's, it sounds like the most bizarre challenge on challenge on Survivor. Like the weirdest, the weirdest, uh, what do they call that? It's not tribal council. Uh, immunity challenge? Do they call it immunity, cha- immunity challenge? Is that what they call it? I think it is. Yeah, because then you have the... I need a sip of some... Some water? Get some water? No, they have the... They got the tribal council. And then they got the... Um, immunity challenge. And the... Reward challenge. Which the weird thing about the reward challenge... Is... Like you would get to go on a, a helicopter and get to have a, a beautiful meal and a, a hot bath and a shower. But I think it only lasted for a couple hours. And then you just had to go back to to the swamp. Or, you know, just back to the hut as you were. So in a way... It's almost worse because cause it makes it tougher because cause you have to go from from the extravagance and the, the luxuries of the reward and then back to the cold hard reality of of living of survivor life or you could just have the and that's a weird way that's a weird way to it's like a metaphor for life yeah. man we're getting deep over here alright here we go we got 19 excuse me 1993 much ado about nothing he plays Don John isn't Don John the name of that's the name of that Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie. Right? The, the one where he has all the girlfriends. All the girlfriends. Alright. I don't think we've done a... Just Joe Gordon-Lev. Do we do a Joe Gordon-Lev ep? A Joe Gordon-Lev ep? <laughs> I don't think we have yet. Alright. Much Ado About Nothing. Young lovers, Hero, Kate Beckinsale, and Claudio, Robert Sean Leonard, soon to wed, conspire to get verbal sparring partners and confirm signal singles Benedict, Sir Kenneth Branagh, and Beatrice, Dame Emma Thompson, to wed as well. Oh. Oh. So the young couple is trying to get the old couple to hook up. Oh. <laughs> it makes sense. They're like, why don't you live a little? You're not going to be around that much longer. Come on. <laughs> Come on. All right. Go crazy. 1993. Even cowgirls get the blues. He plays Julian Gitch. See what this one's about. What's this one about? Let's pull up this full summary here. 
All right. Uma Thurman stars in it. Sissy Hankshaw Uma is born with enormous thumbs that help her hitchhiking through the U.S. from a young age. What? <laughs> Wait, is this like a some sort of mythical story or something? What? Sounds like a fairy tale. What is this? It sounds like big fish. Uh, she becomes a model in advertising, and her New York agent, the Countess, Sir John Hurt, sends her to his ranch in California to shoot a commercial set against the background of mating whooping cranes. There she befriends Bonanza Jellybean Rain Phoenix, one of the cowgirls at the Beauty Ranch. The cowgirls take command of the ranch from the countess and drug the cranes with peyote. The police besiege the ranch. Wow, they pretty much just spoiled the whole movie. <laughs> they just spoiled everything there. Why didn't they say spoiler alert? Man. Man. Wait, I was confused because... Okay. Oh, I got... Wait. Wait. Earlier, did I say, oh, I got Rain Phoenix mixed up with Rivers Phoenix. That's why I was so confused there. I was like, wait a second, Rain Phoenix? And then I was talking about Rivers Phoenix earlier. And then I was thinking about Joaquin Phoenix. What was, what was his name? Wasn't it Leaf? I think it was Leaf. That was his nature name. All right, man, we got a lot of these to go. God, we got a lot of Keanu movies to plow through. Holy Toledo. Let's start, we gotta start going double speed here. I'm gonna be doing this all afternoon. All right, uh, Little Buddha, he plays Siddhartha. So what's this one? After the death of Lama Dorshi, Tibetan Buddhist monks find three children, one American and two Nepalese, who may be, be the rebirth of their great teacher. Okay, very good. Then we have Speed, 1994. Plays Dr Jack Traven. This is a great movie. Classic Keanu. A young police officer must prevent a bomb exploding aboard a city bus by keeping a speed above 50 miles per hour. Why didn't they just make it 60? Come on, you're, that would fit this, the freeway. Like you're going too slow. 50 is going too slow. <laughs> like there's people driving behind the bus and they're like, speed up. You're going too slow. <laughs> they're like, we've been doing this for for 16 hours guy alright 1995 Johnny Mnemonic he plays Johnny Mnemonic a data courier literally carrying a data package inside his head must deliver it before he dies from the burden or is killed by the Yakuza hmm Ice-T is in this movie too interesting that's another name that that you hear, like I've heard, I've heard the name Johnny Mnemonic, but never even heard of the movie. 
That's, that's how some things work. Uh, a Walk in the Clouds is 1995. He plays Paul Sutton. This is a, a rom-drom, PG-13, a married soldier returning from World War II, poses as a pregnant, a pregnant woman's husband to save her from her father's anger and honor. Ooh, that's a that's a lethal combination right there. Anger and honor. That's a dangerous Venn diagram. <laughs> you don't want to mess with that Venn diagram right there. All right, 1996. Chain Reaction. He plays Eddie Kasalovich. Kasalovich. Interesting. 107 minutes, PG-13, action, drama, sci-fi. Keanu loves those sci-fi movies. Even even Bill and Ted is a sci-fi movie, if you think about it. But then The Matrix, of course. We'll, we'll, we'll get there to The Matrix. Don't, I don't want to spoil it now. All right, so chain reaction. Two researchers in a green alternative energy project are put on the run when they are framed for murder and treason. There's been a murder. That just reminds me of that episode of The Office. There's been a murder. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) The funniest part of that episode is when Creed comes in. And he gets so freaked out because he doesn't know that they're playing a game. He thinks there's been a real murder. And <laughs> and he thinks he's a suspect. Because <laughs> he's, he's done some dirty stuff. And, and he just runs. It's so funny. Creed just runs for it. Gosh. Alright, so that's that. We're just rolling through these. We have 1996... Another another movie with a state in the name. This one is Feeling Minnesota. He plays Jax Clayton. I don't know if they misspelled this, but they spelled his name. What? They spelled his name J-J-A-K-S. Jax. With two J's. I guess one of them's a silent J. (laughs) It's bizarre. Never seen that before. Um, Alright, what's it about? (laughs) I'm so distracted by that. An ex-convict and his bumbling crook brother fight for the same woman. And that woman is Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. And the other, the brother was Vincent, was it Vincent D'Onofrio, that guy, that dude? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, 1997, we're rolling through these. This one's called The Last Time I Committed Suicide. He plays Harry. Wow, what's this one about? (laughs) Thomas Jane is in it. Adrian Brody, ooh, I worked on, I worked on a, a Netflix movie that's coming out soon, 
with in Adrian Brody stars in that one. It's called Blonde. And I think it maybe it's out already. It could already be out by the time you're listening to this. Look for me in the crowd. <laughs> Look for me in the crowd at the... Because it's about Marilyn Monroe. It's a Marilyn Monroe biopic. You don't say biopic. Nobody says biopic. <laughs> stop, stop saying biopic. It's, it's biopic. But it's a Marilyn Monroe biopic. And I was a part, I was one of many in a, a big crowd at, at one of her uh, movie premieres. In the movie. It was at the movie premiere in the movie. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to be at the... I mean, they probably won't even have a premiere for it. Unless they already did it. Because of, cause of that... The, the word, the C word. The word that I refuse to say. <laughs> I refuse to pollute this podcast with that with that word. Alright, so what's this movie about here? Neil Cassidy is living the beat life during the 1940s, working at the tire yard and philandering around town. However, he has visions of a happy life with kids and a white picket fence. When his girlfriend Joan tries to kill herself, he gets scared and runs away. But when Joan reappears, will he take the chance at that happiness, or will he turn his back on it? Oh, wow. Who plays Joan? Let's see who plays... Claire Forlani. Who's... Wait, no way. No way. This guy's name... (laughs) This guy's name... Guess what this... Guess what this actor's name is? This actor's name is John Doe. Isn't that hilarious? Oh no, it's it's not John Doe. It's a it's a stage name. It's a stage name. False alarm. False alarm. <laughs> I got so excited there. I thought his name was actually John Doe. Ah, <sighs> God, that's why you can never get too excited about anything, <laughs> about anything, <laughs> just such a, a sad look at life, um, no, but his real name is John Duchak, D-U-C-H-A-C, John Duchak, oh, he was in Roadhouse, nice, I love Roadhouse, <laughs> it all comes back to Roadhouse, Alright, so that's that movie, 1997, The Devil's Advocate, he plays Kevin Lomax, I like that last name, Lomax, sounds cool, dang, 144 minutes, wow, that's a long one, drama, mystery, thriller, rated R, an exceptionally adept Florida lawyer is offered a job at a high-end New York City law firm with a high-end boss. The biggest opportunity of his career to date. And Al Pacino 
Looks like Al Pacino's his boss. Also, Charlize Theron is in it. And Jeffrey Jones, the principal from Ferris Bueller. 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 Except I think uh, Jeffrey Jones definitely, he got uh, in trouble for some some bad stuff. <laughs> some bad stuff. I think it was, uh, yeah, I, what was it? What was it? I think it was child child pornography. Some bad, it's not even funny. Nothing funny about it. But it's just weird. It's weird that to go back and watch that movie now. Because it doesn't tarnish the whole movie or anything. It's not like, it doesn't, but then you see him and you're like, because then you know that in real life, you're like, oh man, guy's got some problems, guy's got some issues, um, so yeah, it just changes, <laughs> it just, just changes things, but then, but then again, there's all sorts of people, all sorts of people who make, who make art, so, that's like a big discussion. That's a big like debate that people have always had is do you connect the artist with what's the debate is do you connect the artist with the person or like the art with the person? Like is it okay if like a bad person makes good art because that happens sometimes happens a lot there's a lot of troubled I think most I think most people who who make art are probably troubled in some way because or they're just in need of like a way to express themselves that's for sure. Just in need of therapy. <laughs> it's like a, a mode of therapy. Right? Right? I mean, I, I think that's what it is for me. It's definitely just a... Uh, because it, it definitely feels therapeutic. It's like a... It's like swimming in the ocean, baby. <laughs> Alright. Uh, next we have... 1999, right? Yeah, 1999. The Matrix. He plays Neo. Wait, now I gotta look up. We have to, I can't just be, I can't be maligning. We have to look him up now. We have to make sure. Because I can't just throw out, throw out those allegations against Jeffrey Jones Let's see. I'm on his Wikipedia. His Wikipedia page right now. Um. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got exactly what I was talking about for child child pornography. He. Let's see if he went to jail. Um. He. 
Wait, he just said probation. Yeah, looks like... I mean, he's a registered sex offender. But I don't think he went to jail. Um, yeah. So, that's what happened there. Wait, let's let's look at his filmography. When did this happen? Happened in 2002. Let's see if he's done anything since 2002. Wow. I'm surprised. He's actually done... Wow. No way. He worked a lot. He was a regular on the show... Remember the show... Deadwood? Deadwood. HBO. From 2004 to 2006. He was on almost every episode. He was like a main character in a HBO TV show. Wow. That's crazy. See? I guess people... That's what happens. I guess people can separate the the art from the the character you know the the art from like the real person like guess you don't have to be a I mean that's true everybody knows that that's just reality not everybody's a good person <laughs> even successful people not not all successful people are good people. Of course. That's like a that's a no-brainer. I'm just shocked. I'm shocked cuz cuz this happened in 2002 and then and then he was a main character on an HBO show beginning in 2004. So that's like a real quick turnaround. That's crazy. But whatever. whatever. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I guess Hollywood Holly was just cold-blooded. Like, they just do not care. Like, yeah, there's some, there's some shady characters that work in Hollywood. That's a... Uh, all right, enough of that. Enough of that nonsense. Alright. Uh, 1999. The Matrix. Classic. The Matrix. Action. Sci-fi. 136 minutes. Rated R. It's funny that it's rated R. I definitely watched this movie. I was like... I was probably... Nine years old. <laughs> I was watching a rated R movie. Uh, computer hacker learns from mysterious rebels about the true nature of his reality and his role in the war against his controllers. Dun dun dun. Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, let's see. Oh, what? Oh, that's gonna be. Man, wait till we get to the end. I just saw a sneak peek. I just saw. Because when it refreshed, it went. Back to the top of the screen. So I saw what he has coming up in 2021. Just wait till we get there. He's got some big stuff coming up next year. Just wait. Let me get a sip of water. Mm, very good. All right, here we go. 
We're buckling down. We're buckling down. We're doing this. <laughs> 1999. In action. Or it's just called action. It's a TV series. He plays himself. What is this? He plays himself. Uh, a dark comedy about Peter Dragon, played by Jay Moore. Oh, Jay Moore's hilarious. He's so funny on the Adam Carolla show. Let me do an impression of his, of his character, Big Mama. Oh, Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla. <laughs> That's his Big Mama character. She's is so funny. Adam Carolla. <laughs> My name is Peter Dragon. Adam Carolla. Man, what are you doing? <laughs> Big Mama, Big Mama here. For I'm here for you. And during this quarantine, during the quarantine, I'm here for you, baby. Yeah, that's that's not my that's Jay Moore's character there. That's my impression of his character. <laughs> it's not even a real person. It's a character. It's just a character piece. Alright. It's a character piece. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Peter Dragon. God, that's a funny last name. His last name is Dragon. Played by Jay Moore. A sleazy Hollywood executive. His last massively expensive movie bombed and he needed or he needs a hit will beverly hills gun club be it and how far will he have to go to make it beverly hills gun club that sounds like joe rogan and burt kreischer and tom segura over there at terran tactical <laughs> they're always talking about that they're always talking about that. <laughs> I sound like a abused housewife. I'm like, they're always talking about that. Always. Always with the guns. <laughs> but yeah, the Beverly Hills Gun Club. Yeah, those guys love... Those dudes love going to the gun range. I've never been to a gun range. I've never, believe it or not, I've never even shot a gun. Can you believe that? Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? I mean, I've shot like a airsoft gun. I've shot a Nerf gun. I've shot a water gun. But I don't think I've shot a real gun, though. <laughs> All right. 1999, Me and Will. He plays dog star slash self. Another one that plays himself. Two L.A. women break out of rehab and take to the highway in search of Peter Fonda's legendary chopper from Easy Rider. Their journey becomes a quest for self-discovery and rebirth and tests of their resolve and friendship. Me and Will. Wait, who who's a... Uh... Who are the ladies? Sherry Ross and Melissa Bear. Alright. Very good. Sounds like a... I love it. I love it when they use another movie as a plot piece in a movie. Like, just like that one. Just like me and Will, how they used Easy Rider. 
because like in their in the movie universe, it's funny how in their movie universe, they acknowledge that, yeah, that thing's a movie, but what we're doing right now, is not a movie. <laughs> this is real life. We're just filming it. And pretending. Just pretending to. It's called acting. All right. <laughs> um, let's see. Two thousand. But yeah, isn't that funny though? Because they pretend, because in the movie Me and Will, the characters are pretending that Easy Rider, they're acknowledging that they're fans of a movie, but then they're inside a movie right now, but they're not acknowledging that. So, so they're breaking one part of the fourth wall, but they're not breaking the whole fourth wall. Is that is that kind of funny? Isn't that kind of funny? Alright. <laughs> let's get through these. Let's let's bang through these. Two thousand, we have the replacements. He plays Shane Falco. During a pro football strike, the owners hire substitute players. Quick and to the point. I don't think I've seen this movie. But it's always on TNT and those kinds of channels. And I think Oh, yeah. We have a DVD of it for some reason. We For some reason, we got a DVD of it. But without... No DVD case. Just the DVD. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's one of those ones. We got just just the disc. Just, just I think it came in a little sleeve. One of those little white and clear sleeves. Yeah. Alright. So 2000. But I, I never watched it though. That's the point. It just sat on the shelf. The replacements just sat there. Waiting to be picked. But never chosen. Alright. So 2000. Next movie. Is The Watcher. He plays Griffin. What's this one about? It's a crime drama mystery, 97 minutes, rated R. David is a serial killer of young women. Joel was in charge of catching him in L.A. He moved to Chicago, a broken man. So did David and sends him photos of his next victims 24 hours before the murders. What? Wow, that's crazy. And who plays... Who plays these guys? Who plays, uh... Okay. They don't even list it. Whatever. <laughs> Who plays Joel? Do they tell us that? I like how in the top build cast, they don't list Joel or David. But those were the only two characters they mentioned. And <laughs> You know? It's like, why would you not list those guys? It's hilarious. Alright, so that's that one. Then we have 2000, The Gift. He plays Donnie Barksdale. And a woman with extra sensory perception is asked to help find a young woman who has disappeared. Ah, so that's her gift. Very good. And main character is Kate Blanchett. Blanchett. Alright, so 2001, we have Sweet November. There's my 
just heard my neighbor's creaky, squeaky garage door. They, I, you can hear that every single time they open and shut it. They got to throw some WD-40 on that thing. On that thing. All right. Uh, 2001. Sweet November. He plays Nelson Moss. <sighs> Slow down for a second. It's a rom drum. It's two hours long. A workaholic executive and an unconventional woman agree to a personal relationship for a short period. In this short period, she changes his life. Very straight to the point. And it's uh, Keanu and Charlize Theron. Alright, 2001, Hardball. He plays Connor O'Neill. This is another movie that Bill Simmons loves to talk about. But I don't... I don't know if I ever watched this movie. I mean... I may have seen it when I was like... When I was nine years old. But I just don't remember. Let's see what's about. An aimless young man who is scalping tickets, gambling and drinking... Agrees to coach a Little League team from the Cabrini Greenhousing Project in Chicago. Cabrini... As a condition of getting a loan from a friend. Very good. That's a fun plot. Um, it's kind of like. Kind of like Bad News Bears. But. what What's the plot of Bad News Bears? Isn't it just. They're bad. <laughs> it's like the Washington Generals of Little League. I think that's the plot of that movie. All right. 2003, he's in a video called The Animatrix. He plays Neo, the voice of. 2003, he also plays Neo in The Matrix Reloaded. 138 minutes. A nice, beefy, action sci-fi movie. Neo and his allies race against time before the machines discovers the city of Zion and destroy it while seeking the truth about the matrix Neo must save Trinity from a dark fate within his dreams ah it's the precursor to Inception very good 2003 video game enter the matrix he's the voice of Neo uh wait what uh 2003 there's a short called Kid's Story. He's the voice of Neo. And then also in 2003, Matrix Revolutions. What? You're telling me that number two and number three came out the same year? That's crazy. I do not remember that. They were released. Wait, so this one came out November 5th. And then let's see when Matrix Reloaded came out. May 15th. Very okay, so about six months later. That's crazy. Man. Can you imagine if that happened today? If two sequels came out in the same year? Wow. That's impressive. 
Alright, so... 2003, Matrix Revolutions. The human city of Zion defends itself against the massive invasion of the machines as Neo fights to end the war at another front while also opposing the rogue Agent Smith. Who plays Agent Smith? Does it say here? I don't think it says here. There's just so many other characters. Alright, there we go. 2003. Oh, something's gotta give. Oh, wait. I got I got something's gotta give mixed up with as good as it gets. Because I was gonna talk about as good as it gets. But we'll just save that for when I talk about my other Netflix movie recommendations. But we're not going to do that right now. Because we're just doing Keanu right now, baby. But, yeah, that's funny. Because <laughs> doesn't... Something's Gotta Give kind of reminds you of As Good As It Gets. They both got two G's. Two prominent G's in the title. Alright. So this is Something's Gotta Give. And they both star... What's his name? Jack Nicholas. I always get... Is it Nicholson or Nicholas? <laughs> How come I can... I just can't remember. It's Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, of course. The golfers, Jack Nicholas. But it's just one of those things that the more you think about, the more you're unsure about, is it Nicholas or Nicholson? Like, you confuse yourself. You trick yourself. You put your mind in a pretzel. You get that... You get that brain pretzel, man. <laughs> man, alright, before we talk about something's gotta give... I was talking about pretzels. Let me just give a shout-out to... One of my favorite Simpsons episodes. Remember we used to talk about a different episode of The Simpsons... Every single episode? Gosh. Remember all those regular segments that we used to do? A lot of them were sports related though. So we couldn't do any of the sports ones right now. Because there's no sports right now. (laughs) There's just no sports. But, so for the Simpsons one. So, one of my favorite Simpsons episodes that no one ever talks about. Is the one, the one where Marge becomes a pretzel salesman or saleswoman. It's so, or not a saleswoman, but a like a vendor. She becomes uh, a a famous, like a, a successful pretzel vendor. Like a vendor at a, like a vendor at a baseball game. You know, Crackerjack. Beer, beer here, beer here. Those guys. But gosh, gosh. It's right in the middle of the golden years of The Simpsons. I think it's probably, I think it's season 10, maybe. Or maybe 11. Just right there. Probably 1999 or 2000. Those were the best years of The Simpsons. Gosh, that's a hilarious episode. 
I love a good Marge episode. Those are always fun. All right. So now we're going to talk about Something's Gotta Give. It's a classic rom-com drum. 128 minutes, PG-13. A swinger on the cusp of being a senior citizen with a taste for young woman falls in love with an accomplished woman closer to his age. And that woman is Diane Keaton falling for Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Very good. That's that's one of those classic mom movies. Like it's probably one of your your mom's favorite movies. Something's got to give. That's just right there. What's that one? That one Love Actually. It's it's just in this it's in the same ballpark as Love Actually. The right? The moms love that movie. It's a cougar movie. <laughs> it's a yeah. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the Washington State Cougars. Either. Either. Not either. Alright. <laughs> Two thousand five, we have Ellie Parker. He plays Dog Star. Wait. Yeah, he played he plays Dog Star in Me and Will. I wonder if Ellie Parker is a unofficial sequel. Let's see. A hilarious comic portrait of a young woman's struggle for integrity, happiness, and a Hollywood acting career. So that... Hmm. They didn't mention Easy Rider. They did not mention Easy Rider. Wait, so Naomi Watts... Now I gotta check. Let's see if Naomi Watts was in Me and Will. No, she wasn't. Wait, so... How does he play a character named Dogstar? Dogstar? (laughs) In two different movies. And I've never even heard... That's not a name. Are there people whose name is Dogstar? Is that a name? (laughs) That sounds like a sounds like an IPA, like a beer, like a a nice a nice Pacific Northwest IPA. Let me get one of them dog stars, <laughs> right? That sounds tasty. All right, so two thousand five, Thumbsucker. He plays Perry Lyman. What is this one? It's a comedy drama. 96 minutes rated R. He's in a lot of he's in a lot of like romantic dramas. Like that's a lot of his movies it seems like. But here we go, Thumbsucker. Justin throws himself and everyone around him into chaos when he attempts to break free from his addiction to his thumb. Wait, it's just like that other movie. Remember remember the movie we were talking about? This was one of Keanu's other movies with the girl, the girl with the big thumbs. The girl that was born with irregularly large thumbs. Remember that? And then she was a hitchhiker. I don't remember which movie that was, but we were just talking about it like an hour ago or so. 
So Thumbsucker. Wow. I wonder if... Does he play... Justin. Wait, so who's Justin? Who plays Justin? Oh. Who is it? I don't know. Is it... It's this guy. What's this guy's name? Lou Taylor Pucci. Lou Taylor Pucci. Young actor... That's who plays Justin. Okay. Um, 2005, Constantine. Keanu plays John Constantine of the aforementioned Constantine. 121 minutes. Action, fantasy, horror. Wow. What a crazy combination of genres. That's like a random selection right there. Action, fantasy, Horror? <laughs> what? And it's like, and let's make it scary too. And let's throw in some aliens and some UFOs, but then some machine guns and some some cool car races. Let's just make it. <laughs> sounds like the sounds like the director was on meth or something. <laughs> some crazy drugs. All right. Uh, wait, let's see what's about them. What's it about? Here we go. Supernatural exorcist and demonologist John Constantine. Wow, I'm impressed with my... That was a solid pronunciation right there. It's on the fly. It's like, I've never seen that word. I don't think I've ever seen the word demonologist. But I just nailed it. <laughs> I'm just bragging. <laughs> I'm just bragging about my good pronunciation over here. Demonologist John Constantine helps a policewoman prove her sister's death was not a suicide, but something more. Something something concerning aliens. Alright. I don't know. I don't, it's kind of weird when people get... You know when people get obsessed with aliens? It's... <laughs> It's like, you, I don't want to be mean or rude. I don't want to be rude. Let me get a sip of water. But, yeah, you just, you definitely don't, you just, you just, you probably don't got a lot going on. You're, you must not be that busy if you're obsessed with aliens. It just seems, it seems, it seems very juvenile. Doesn't it seem really childish for, like, there's grown, there's grown men in their 50s and their 60s, and they're obsessed with aliens. Like, what does their mother think if their mom's even alive anymore, you know, if their parents are even around anymore? Like, what do they think? Like, (laughs) I don't know, like. I guess everyone does everyone does different stuff. Everyone does different stuff. And everyone has a different version of normal. So my version of normal, just because it's normal to me, doesn't make it normal. Man, I'm all of a sudden just super woke over here. <laughs> but it's just funny. Like I like I like the 70-year-old guys who are studying aliens. 
they're like, I'm a, yeah, I'm a demonologist. I got a degree in demonology from Duke University. Yeah, their mascots, the blue demons. <laughs> I got a degree in, in demonology from, from the blue demons school. It's called, is blue demonology. All right. I think that was a pretty solid, that was a pretty solid college joke right there. <sighs> but I, uh, that's, <laughs> I need to just take a breath, start a sentence normally, start a sentence like a normal person. All right, here we go. Calm down. <laughs> I think that's what's so great about this country, about America and the idea of America and freedom is that you can be, you can live your whole life for 50 years. You can, from the age of 20 to 70, you can study aliens and you can make a living from it. You can earn a good living studying aliens in America because that's what we, because we're the land of opportunity in the land of freedom, in creativity, creative minds. That's Brian Callen mentioned this on Joe Rogan. I always talk about Joe Rogan. Like, like he doesn't get talked about enough by the whole universe. <laughs> like Joe Rogan's the most successful podcaster of all time. But anyway, Brian Callen. Uh, now, now I'm like, what was I going to say? Um, Brian Callen said that because China, China has more communism, obviously, so they don't have as much creativity because their citizens, they're just not, they're not encouraged to be creative at all because they have, they live under a communist, you know, dictatorship, so... But then, but then over here, over here in the, ah, the Stars and Stripes, U.S. of A., we love creativity. That's what, that's what this nation is really founded on. It's really built, it's built on innovation and inventions and creativity and great minds taking chances coming up with big ideas and executing them. But yeah, that's just, that's kind of an interesting thing that, that like a communist place, it suffocates creativity. It's really interesting. All right, uh, here we go. 2005, there's a short called Echo. He plays Narcissus. Narcissus. A goddess named Echo falls in love with a narcissist. Very good. Who's who directed this? God. I'm surprised. That's cool that he's still doing these random shorts. Like when he's really famous. Keanu's successful. And he just does a random short that nobody knows about. Because he's very, that's very art, artiste, artiste, 
it's like an artiste. Very artistic of him. True, true to the art. All right, two thousand six. A scanner darkly. He plays Bob Arctur. Arctur. That's such a fake name. A R C T O R. It's like actor, but they threw an R in there. <laughs> it's like actor, but they put an R in there. Such a fake name. Such a fake name. Um, why have I heard of this movie? Is there anyone else? No, nobody else in it, really. I don't think. Let me... Yeah. Oh, Winona. Winona. Once again, Winona. Alright, A Scanner Darkly. What's it about? An undercover cop in the not-too-distant future. So probably... It probably already happened since this came out in 2006. So it's probably like 2015. Not too distant future becomes involved with a dangerous new drug and begins to lose his own identity as a result. So what? What is that like angel dust? <laughs> what are we talking? Are we talking Adderall or something? <laughs> are we talking? What are we talking here? What we got? Which what we got? What we got? <laughs> uh, 2006. Oh, this is a a well-known Keanu movie. People like to use this as an example of a ridiculous movie. It's 2006. The Lake House. Alex Weiler. Weiler. And this one is with Sandy B. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock's as Key and Peele would say in that one, that hilarious sketch where they were valet drivers. Sandra Bullock's. Oh no, Sandra Bullock's. <laughs> Sandra Bullock's. All right, The Lake House. It is, it's a rom-drom fantasy. 99 minutes. Rated PG. Oh, wow. I'm surprised it's only rated PG. Must be... Must be not very hot and heavy. Not too much of a romance. Not much of a romance if you ask me. (laughs) I just turn... I just get all sassy. It's not much of a romance if you ask me. PG? You kidding me? Alright. What's it about? A lonely doctor who once occupied an unusual lakeside house, begins exchanging love letters with its former resident, a frustrated architect. They must try to unravel the mystery behind their extraordinary romance before it's too late. Like, you don't don't have to write before it's too late. That's just implied. You know? (laughs) It's like, we... That's... That's a... It's an unwritten assumption like we can we can assume that that everything has to happen before it's too late before before it's too late you mean that just means before the movie ends so so pretty much they're just saying the whole story has to wrap up 
before the movie ends. <laughs> before the end credits. Alright. 2008. We have Street Kings. He plays Detective Tom Ludlow. That's a cool last name. Ludlow. Like uh, our old NBA pal, Christian Ludlow. Over at NBA Network. Friend of the podcast. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I act like... I act like I know her or something. I've never met that woman. But if she's listening right now and you want to come on A Star is Born, maybe we can figure something out. Maybe we can figure something out. <laughs> do a little phoner. I don't know how to do a podcast over the phone, though. I don't know how to record that. All right, whatever. All right, it's always better, before we talk about Street Kings, let me just say, podcasts where the guest is in studio are always way better than when the guest is on a phone. Just because you know that they're only half paying attention when they're on the phone. You have to be a... A mind ninja to give your to devote your full attention to someone when you're on the phone, you have to really concentrate it's, you're probably going to be distracted by something but i don't like i i I've always thought that this Skype and FaceTime are invasive and weird. I've always thought those are kind of weird, but uh, everyone's really loving them now. People are really picking up on them. All right, here we go. Street Kings, 109 minutes, action crime drama, rated R, an undercover cop disillusioned by the death of his wife is implicated in the murder of an officer and must struggle to clear himself. Also starring Forrest Whitaker, Hugh Laurie, the guy from House, Mr. House. Excuse me. I got the coffee gargles right now. Man. Chris Evans. You can just feel them bubbling up from my tummy. <laughs> Chris Evans. Oh, Jay Moore is in this. Hey, Big Mama. <laughs> oh, oh, Jay Moore's in this movie. Jay Moore's in this. Oh, Big Mama. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Jay Moore's in this movie, too. Cedric the Entertainer. Terry Crews. Common. Naomi Harris? Is it Naomi Harris? Yep. Yep. She's also in Moonlight. Not La La Land. Moonlight. Very good. <laughs> ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. <laughs> that's like a that's an Oscars joke for you that's like a highbrow Oscars joke a snooty dinner party joke we're not talking about La La Land we're talking about Moonlight ha 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 okay okay back to business uh, 2008 
The Day the Earth Stood Still. He plays Klaatu. Klaatu. Just another, another weird name starting with a K. Keanu plays Klaatu. <laughs> mm. Keanu is a cool name, though. And he's really the only Keanu I've ever heard of. He really popularized that thing. Like, I don't know. He's he's like the Jalen. Keanu Reeves is the Jalen Rose of white guys. Because <laughs> Jalen Rose always talks about how he... How his mother... Oh, there's a fly on... There's a fly on the California flag behind me. <laughs> Just to let you guys know exactly what's happening. Um, yeah, Jalen Rose always talks about how his mom invented the name Jalen because what's the story I think her brother is named James like one like her brother's named James and then like her uncle's named Leonard so she combined James and Leonard into Jalen there you go. There's, ah, the fly just it just hit me in the face. The little fly. It's a tiny one. It's not like one of those real big flies that's intimidating. It's one of those friendly, those tiny little flies that's friendly. Just wants to come say hi to me. <laughs> it's just trying to say hi. Alright. Um, so the day the earth stood still. It's 104 minutes, drama, sci-fi, thriller, PG-13, a remake of the 1951 classic science fiction film about an alien visitor and his giant robot counterpart who visit Earth. I was going to say robot, because I like saying it like that. Robot, his robot. (laughs) All right. Yeah. That's another one of those movies. The Day the Earth Stood Still. That's his version of 2012. Remember the John Cusack movie 2012? That's the same exact... Isn't that the same exact movie? Is The Day the Earth Stood Still? It's all that... All that post-apocalyptic... Like running really fast in the middle of... In the middle of downtown New York City... There's there's a giant wave of water flying at you. There's guys in jet skis going by. <laughs> Alright. 2009. The Private Lives of Pippa Lee. He plays Chris Nadeau. Nadeau. See, I've never even seen this last name. Why can't they just come up with a last name that's like reasonable and plausible? All right, this is the last name. It's Nadeau. N-A-D-E-A-U. Nadeau. That's, I mean, I'm sure that... I mean, if your last name is Nadeau, please, please email me. Or don't email me, but, you know. How do, how do people contact? Hit me up in the slide to my DMs on Instagram. At Dream Team Baby 8. 
Same thing on Twitter. <laughs> but, yeah. If your last name is Nadeau... I mean, that's probably French. It sounds French, right? You might be down there in Louisiana. Louisiana. Down there on the bayou. In the French Quarter. Alright. So the private lives of Pippa Lee... What's it about? After her much older after her much older husband forces a move to a suburban retirement community, Pippa Lee engages a period of reflection and finds herself heading toward a quiet, nervous breakdown. Fun. <laughs> Sounds like a fun movie. Robin Wright plays Pippa Lee. I've never even heard of this movie. Let's see if there's anyone, any other big names in it. Alan Arkin. No way. Winona. Winona. <laughs> Gosh. She keeps working with Keanu. Winona just... Keanu can't get away from Winona. Or vice versa. Alright, 2009 TV series. Easy to Assemble. He plays Vorst Farron. For one episode. Let's see what this one is. Eliana Douglas comically deconstructs her life, puts together her future, and with the help of big box giant Ikea, discovers the best role she never played was herself. What? Wait, so this is... Oh. This is one of those weird... It's like a merging of reality TV and scripted TV. It's half the characters are playing themselves. And then half of them are... Like all the famous people play themselves. And then all the unknown actors play actors. What is this? I've never even heard of it. This sounds interesting. Because, like, Tom Arnold is in it as himself. And Ileana Douglas plays herself. But then there's an actor that plays her manager. And all that. So interesting. But I guess she works for Ikea <laughs> or something. Something to that nature. Moving on. Onward. 2010. Henry's Crime. So he plays Henry Torn. So it's just torn with an E on the end. Released from prison for a crime he did not commit, an ex-con targets the same bank he was sent away for robbing. Oh, well, that sounds like a bad idea. You, not, it just sounds like you're going to get caught again and just go back to jail again. <laughs> Why would you? So he targets them. So he's, he's like, I'm just going to I'm just going to rob these guys. I already got sent to jail once for robbing. I might as well rob again. What are the chances I'm going to get caught again? <laughs> All right. So 2012. We have Generation Um. Generation Um. He plays John. So this is three adults during a single day in New York City. One filled with sex, drugs, and indecision. 97 minutes drama. Sounds interesting. 
Looks looks interesting. It's like one of those low budget indie picks. All right, video short 2013 Extreme Pursuit. He plays Mr. D. What's it? So it's a video short. Let's see what this is. We're just looking at all of them now. <laughs> now that it's a long podcast, I'm like I'm just going to go over 2 hours. We're going to make it long, baby. A short Keanu's character, Mr. D, kills a man stealing from him. The murdered man's people seek revenge, also starring Tiger Hu Chen, the Tiger King. <laughs> Everybody's talking about that Tiger King, and I'm just not even going to watch it. I just refuse to watch it, just because I, like I like choosing what I want to watch. I don't want to follow the pack. Follow the the tiger pack. Just let them have their fun watching that. You guys you guys have your fun watching the show that everybody else is watching. <laughs> I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. That doesn't mean it's not gonna be good. I'm sure it's entertaining. Everything on TV is I mean everything on Netflix and YouTube. All that stuff's entertaining now. And well-made, produced. All right. Man of Tai Chi, 2013. He plays... What's his character name? I'll tell you his character in a sec. But Man of Tai Chi. It's a young martial artist. Unparalleled Tai Chi skills land him in a highly lucrative underworld fight club. Wow. And he plays Donica Mark. Oh, and he directed this movie. Oh, and it also stars Tiger Hu Chen from the that video short that we were just talking about. So there you go. It all ties back. Alright, 2013, we have 47 Ronin. He plays Kai. I remember when this one came out. This was one of those, man, here we go. A band of samurai set out to avenge the death and dishonor of their master at the hands of a ruthless shogun. I was going to say shotgun. (laughs) A ruthless shotgun. Man. Man, that shotgun was so mean. (laughs) Such a a cold-hearted gun that that decided to, to expend a... A bullet on you. Um, a shogun. Sh- so, am I saying that correctly? Shogun, shogun. Yeah, hundred twenty-eight minutes action drama fantasy PG thirteen. Shogun. What's a shogun? We might as well look it up. We're already. We're already gonna plow past the two-hour mark. So. Can't do that bad. Can't can't be no harm. What's the what's the definition of a shogun though? Definition. A shogun, a hereditary commander in chief in feudal Japan. Okay. Hereditary commander in chief in feudal Japan. So it's a. Uh, it's passed down. It's in the bloodline. And his character's name is Kai. 
rhymes with Thai, like Tai Chi. All right, <laughs> here we go. In the internet is is a slow down a little bit. That's okay though. We're pushing through here. This next one's a great movie, twenty fourteen. And I I'm, I know I understand as a listener, it's there's nothing more annoying than when the podcaster talks about the internet being slow. Because it just doesn't make any, it just doesn't make a difference to you. You're like, you're like, why do I care? I don't care how your internet is, like, who cares? But I'm just letting you know. I like to let you know exactly what's happening. (laughs) Exactly what's going on. But otherwise... Not much act, not much action here in the Starsborn HQ. We're just plowing through these final few titles. It's only got a few movies left here. So here we go. John Wick, 2014. An amazing movie. 101 minutes, action crime thriller, rated R. An ex-hitman comes out of retirement to track down the gangsters that killed his dog. And took everything from him. It's such a good movie. Directed by Chad Stahelski and David Leach. And I think one of those guys used to be Keanu's stunt double. I think that's the story there. But I love John Wick. It's, it's such a fun merging of... Of... Uh, film noir and it's very artsy and it's very beautifully shot and directed and filmed and so beautiful and then there's there's like all the action and disgusting blood and gore and all this gross stuff but it's good (laughs) it's good though (laughs) and Keanu is just, he's a killer. He plays a killer in it, pretty much. He's, Keanu's awesome in it. Uh, 2015, Knock Knock, he plays Evan. All right, yeah, well, that, man, well, let this, <laughs> while this lows. <laughs> yeah, so John Wick was amazing. What else can I say about John Wick? Don't watch it if you love dogs too much. You're going to get really angry on the drive home if you if you really like dogs. But if you're a cat lover, go ahead and watch John Wick if you love cats. Speaking of cats, Knock Knock is a devoted father helps two stranded young women who knock on his door, but his kind gesture tends it, turns into a dangerous seduction and deadly game of cat and mouse speaking of cats all right <laughs> there we go and keanu plays the main dude that sounds like a intense thriller 2015 interrogations gone wrong keanu reeves plays himself let's just not even let's just go right to the next one 2016 he plays Detective Galbin in a movie called Exposed. 
A police invest a police detective investigates the truth behind his partner's death. The mysterious case reveals disturbing police corruption and the dangerous secret involving an unlikely young woman. Exposed. Alright. Also starring starring Anna de Armas. And Anna de Armas, she was in Knock Knock, as well as Exposed. So two movies in a row with Keanu. She couldn't get away from Keanu, just like Winona. But the cool thing about Anna de Armas is she plays Marilyn Monroe in the movie that I was just talking about, Blonde. The movie that's going to be on Netflix soon. That I, I was a background in. I starred in as I starred in as the background, the main fan. I was the main fan at at the movie premiere. <laughs> I was the main one. All right. So, let's see. Twenty sixteen. There's a short called, "Anyone Can Quantum." Keanu Reeves plays the narrator, the voice of himself. And 2016, this is a great movie. It's named after him. It's called Keanu. It's directed by Jordan Peele. Or wait, no. It's directed by Peter Atencio. Who is Peter Atencio? Peter Atencio. That sounds real familiar, too. That's one of those... He's from Fort Collins. Colorado. Fort Collins. My dad's friend used to live in Fort Collins. Mickey. We stayed at his house one time. When we were driving from Denver to Rapid City, South Dakota. I remember he had uh, one of those fold-out basketball hoops. You know, one of those in the... In like the basement. One of those things that. It's like a cupboard. It's like a basketball hoop inside a cupboard. But yeah that's what I remember about. Mickey. He played baseball for Cal. It's pretty impressive. I remember him talking about. He must have played. Baseball against John Elway probably. Because didn't John Elway play baseball in college for Stanford? I do believe so. I do believe he did. All right. Let's see. Oh, Peter Atencio. I probably just know that name from... He just directs Keen Peel sketches. Very good. Very good. Keen Peel. Hilarious. Hilarious. That's a line from Cheap Seats. Hilarious. It's from the Spelling Bee episode. You have to spell hilarious. Alright, Keanu. Action, comedy, crime. 100 minutes, rated R. When the adorable kitten of an L.A. crime kingpin unexpectedly enters the life of two cousins, they will have to go through tough gangs pitiless hitmen and ruthless drug dealers who all claim him to get him back. 
how hard can it be? And Keanu Reeves plays the voice of the kitten. And this is a really funny movie. It's a really great movie. I remember laughing a lot. All right, we're almost... God, Keanu's done a ton in the past. Let's just plow through this. 2016, The Whole Truth. He plays Ramsey. All right. A defense attorney works to get his teenage client acquitted of murdering his wealthy father. Ooh. That's it. You don't want to do that now. Don't want to murder your wealthy father. Probably would have been okay if, if it was his poor father. If he didn't have any money. <laughs> but the wealthy father. They're going to get a nice rich lawyer there, right? Real good lawyer. All right, 2016, The Neon Demon. He plays Hank. Let's see what this one. Let's see what. Let's just go to the next one. 2016, The Bad Batch. He plays The Dream. Yeah, because sometimes, sometimes the internet here. <laughs> Once again, the internet. <laughs> Seriously though, sometimes the internet here is like like spotty or something. Cause I don't know. Like it's just working fine. So so yeah. Neon Dream a uh, Neon Demon. Is he a demonologist? Maybe he's a demonologist in this one. Alright. An aspiring model, Jesse, is new to LA. However, her beauty and youth, which generate intense fascination and jealousy within the fashion industry, may prove themselves sinister. And Elle Fanning plays Jessie. That's Dakota's little sister, right? Alright. The Bad Batch. Let's see what the Bad Batch is. He plays the Dream. Alright, after that one... We have a TV movie from 2016. Quantum is calling. He plays the one. The voice of the one. Then we have a short in 2016. The film Prayer. He's the narrator. Alright. Let's see what the bad batch is. It's a desert dystopia. A young woman is kidnapped by cannibals. What? Wow. This sounds so intense. And Jason Momoa. Mr. Aquaman's in it. What? Jim Carrey. I sounded so... <laughs> My voice sounded so excited there. Why did I get so excited? Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's in this movie. This sounds like a crazy movie. I want to see that. Sounds insane. I want to see a movie about cannibals. Gosh, starring Jim Carrey and Aquaman. Aquaman kind of reminds me. He's kind of like Jim Carrey. If Jim Carrey was super buff and tan. You know, you ever think about that, right? Don't they kind of remind you of each other? All right. So Quantum is calling. He's the voice of the one. Then the film prayer. He's the narrator. 2017, To the Bone, he plays Dr. Beckham. Then we have 2017, John Wick, 
Chapter 2. He's John Wick, of course. Video short from 2017. Jerry Cantrell, A Job to Do. Lyric video. He plays Keanu Reeves. How is he in a lyric video? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I thought it was just words. Yeah. <laughs> does he play one of the words? You know, does, that doesn't make... <laughs> that don't make no sense. I've never heard of an actor starring in a lyric video. I mean, I've heard of actors being in music videos, but not lyric videos. He's, yeah, he must be playing, maybe he's like, the end, he just spells out the end, like he's like super flexible, <laughs> he's like the Cirque du Soleil guys, alright, to the bone, what's to the bone about, a young woman dealing with anorexia meets an unconventional doctor who challenges her face, her to face her condition and embrace life. All right, man, so let's get out of this. This internet, this internet is just so crazy. I know you don't want to hear me. You definitely don't want to hear me talk about it, but we're just going to keep plowing. All right, here we go. We just won't even, let's just read the titles of these last ones. We'll just get through them, you know? <laughs> A happening of monumental proportions. He plays Bob. Swedish Dicks is a TV show from 2016 to 2018. He plays Tex. See, I'm just, I'm curious. I'm like, what is Swedish Dicks about? <laughs> this sounds so interesting. What can that one be about? Two unlicensed Swedish private investigators try to make a living in LA. Oh. Because is is Dick supposed to be short for detective? Is that what we're supposed to be making that connection there? Okay. And what is a happening of monumental proportions about? Oh, here goes here goes this internet, baby. Here we go. It's heating up a little bit. During the course of one day, a group of students at a school in L.A. find themselves caught up in a plot of sex, lies, and dead bodies. This sounds just like that, that movie that was set in New York City over the course of one day following three adults. And it's about sex, drugs, and deception or whatever. Remember that? One of Keanu's movies? It's the same exact thing, except it's in Los Angeles. And it's about students. <laughs> but it's just the same thing. That's kind of funny. Katie Holmes, Jennifer Garner, Allison Janney, Kumail Nanjani, Bradley Whitford, who's speaking of Key and Peele. He's from Bradley Whitford is the dad in Get Out. He's a scary old white man in Get Out. <laughs> and there's lots of famous people in this one. Anders Holm from Workaholics. Durs. Durs is in it. Durs. Rob Riggle from all the movies. 
John Cho from uh, Harold and Kumar, Nate Faxon, or as I like to call him, Nat Faxon, N-A-T, and Common, Common's in it too. Lots of big names in this one. A Happening of Monumental. Let's see who directed this one. Oh, Judy Greer. Wow. I didn't know that. That sounded so patronizing there. Wow. There you go, Judy. Well, Judy. Nice job. Nice job, Judy. I didn't know that she directed movies. I knew that she starred in them. She's funny. Judy Greer is hilarious. She's really funny in Arrested Development as Kitty. She plays Kitty, which is the name of my cat, Kitty. All right. Here we go. We're in the last few. <laughs> We're on the home stretch. Excuse me. 2018. Siberia. He plays Lucas Hill. Then we have 2018, Destination Wedding. He plays Frank. Replicas. He plays a William Foster. John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum. He plays John Wick. Let's see what Siberia is about. When an American diamond trader's Russian partner goes missing, he journeys to Siberia in search of him, but instead begins a love affair. It always comes back to love in these Keanu movies. It's always, it's action. There's a deal that's about to be struck. And then someone falls in love with Keanu. And then he has to deal with that. He has to deal with the repercussions of unrequited love. All right, 2018. Destination. Oh, yeah, I already read that one. Oh, oh yeah. What's what's it about, though? Destination Wedding. The story of two miserable and unpleasant wedding guests, Lindsay and Frank, who develop a mutual affection despite themselves. Oh, no way. Guess who plays Lindsay? You guessed it. It's Winona. It's my favorite game show. It's Winona. Gosh. Keanu and Winona. Got that. They have that on-screen chemistry for days. Okay, 2019. Always Be My Maybe. That was that Netflix one. That's the Ali Wong movie. All right, but first, let's talk about Replicas. 107 minutes, PG-13, drama, sci-fi thriller. A scientist becomes obsessed with bringing back his family members who died in a traffic accident. Replicas. Oh, yeah, I remember when this one came out. When did this one come out? January 11th, 2019. Okay, so very beginning of 2019. Thomas Middle, <clears throat> Thomas Milditch, Alice, <clears throat> excuse me, Alice Eve from She's Out of My League, which is a great movie. Okay, Replicas. 
So I'm surprised that wasn't more... It's weird how you can just have a bunch of... You can have a bunch of famous actors in a movie. But that doesn't mean that anybody's going to see it. Or it's going to do well at all. In the box office. Let's see. Yeah, this movie did terrible. It did... It cost... It cost thirty million to make for the budget, but it the cumulative worldwide gross was under ten million. Not good. This movie lost twenty million dollars. All right, so there you go. That's just yeah, and it nobody went and saw that movie, and it starred Keanu Reeves and a few other big names, but yet. Maybe January. I think January is not a big time for movies. Because that's when everybody's getting ready for the Oscars. Everybody's they're, everybody's watching the Oscars movies. That's all they care about. So, yeah, you're not going to release a really good movie in January. Because then it's, it's too late to be considered for the Oscars, right? So that's where... That's where they drop all the... All the duds. All those overlooked January ones. Alright, let's let's wrap this thing up. Alright, always be my maybe. Let's read about that one. Always be my maybe. PG-13, 101 minutes, rom-com. It's on Netflix. Everyone assumed Sasha and Marcus would wind up together. Except for Sasha and Marcus. Reconnecting after 15 years, the two start to wonder, maybe, 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 baby. So it's Ali Wong and Randall Park. Randall Park is really funny as, what's his name? What's that North Korean dictator's name? Kim Jong-un? Kim Jong-un. Yeah. Or is it Kim Jong-il? Kim Jong-un, the son. That's who he plays in The Interview, which is that that classic. That classic... uh... Wait, we don't need to look at Toy Story 4. Everybody knows what Toy Story 4 is. All right. Here we go. 2019. Like the interview, I I was talking about the interview. (laughs) I was like, I was like, wait a second. I never finished talking about the interview. I was gonna say the classic Seth Rogen and James Franco joint. That's what you call one of their movies. You gotta call it a joint, man. You gotta call it a joint. All right, so Toy Story 4, Keanu plays the voice of Duke Kaboom. Between Two Ferns, the movie. He plays himself. He's in a movie called Rally Car, which is about a rally car race in China. And this hasn't came out yet. He's in a TV miniseries called Rain. He plays John Rain. Spelled like Rain. Last name Rain. Come on now. First, first you're giving me, 
you're giving me Rain Wilson, first name Rain, but the last name spelled like Rain. I don't, I don't believe it. <laughs> I'm flabbergasted. All right, past midnight. He's rumored. 2020, the SpongeBob movie. Sponge on the run. He plays Sage. Bill and Ted face the music. What? What is this? Bill and Ted face the music. He plays Ted Theodore Logan. All right. And then while that goes, so we have, all right, here we go. Bill and Ted face the music. Expected August 2020. They'll probably push that back because of all these crazy happenings now. But what's this one? What's Bill and Ted face the music? Once told they saved the universe during a time-traveling adventure, two would-be rockers from San Dimas, California find themselves as middle-aged dads still trying to crank out a hit song and fulfill their destiny. San Dimas. Now I gotta look up... Now I gotta look up where San Dimas is. You're like, I don't care. <laughs> You're like, I just don't... Just end the podcast. <laughs> You're like, just end it already. I swear, we're on the last... We're on like the last one. I just want to see where San Dimas is. Okay. San Dimas. It's over there by... Pomona. It's kind of by... It's kind of by West Covina. Glendora. Pomona. Over there in the Inland Empire. So Bill and Ted are supposed to be from the... Inland Empire. The IE... <laughs> All right, there you go. Very good. So that's going to be That's going to be fun to see. Oh. The girl the lady from Glee. What's her name? Uh, I can't remember her name. The the counselor, the counselor lady who Professor Shu has an ongoing romance with. But I cannot recall her name, but her real name is Jama Mays. Jama Mays. All right. She's in it. Here we go. Last few ones. Last couple ones. So there's a video game 2020 called Cyberpunk 2077. 2077. He plays Johnny Silverhand, the voice of. Then 2021. This is what I was so excited for. 2021. The Matrix 4. Oh my gosh. And then also 2021. John Wick Chapter 4. Rumored. Just a rumor. But there we go. We did it. That's all of them. So I'm just trying to pull up. I'm trying to pull up The Matrix 4. Oh, okay. It says, I like how it says, the plot is currently unknown. I like how they, just very clear to the point. It's like, thank you. Thank you for letting me know that the plot is not known. 
Oh my goodness, guys, we did it. We did it. I can't believe we did it. We made it. I thought I was going to... I thought I was going to give up. I did not think I was going to make it through all of these Keanu movies. Oh, lordy. And didn't we used to do... We used to always do a top three. Top three movies. So... Let's just do them right now. So, um... John Wick. We'll just combine all the John Wick movies. I've seen... I've seen the third one and the second one. But I don't think I've seen the first one. Yeah, I think I just saw the second and third. That's weird. Yeah, that's funny that I have not seen... Or I think I may have watched the first half of the first one on TiVo back at home. Back... Man, that's funny. <laughs> just just to let you guys know. <laughs> I was like, I think I saw it. Alright, so yeah. So John Wick. And then we'll put Keanu as the number two. And then for my number three best movie. Right, let's just put The Matrix. We'll just put The Matrix. Or Speed. Should we do The Matrix or Speed? Or Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. Uh, adventure. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Bill and Ted. Just cause, if I had to choose one of those three movies to watch, I would watch Bill and Ted. Just I don't know why. It seems the most fun. It seems like the most enjoyable. Quarantine watch, you know. <laughs> Just to just to have a good laugh at home. Oh my god, I'm gonna stand up. I'm standing up. Oh, I need a stretch. Holy Toledo. Oh, I've been I've been all sitting all with bad posture, leaning. Good lordy. Alright guys, we did it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. I'll just sing instead of singing the whole closing time song from now on. I'll just do closing time, time for you to go out to the places where you be from. Closing time, closing time, baby. That's what all the bars are experiencing, closing time, permanent closing time right now, at least temporarily. So... Yeah, that's semi-sonic. If you didn't know, that's semi-sonic. Closing time. Thank you so much for listening to the Keanu Reeves episode. Thank you so much for sticking with it. Just like me. We both we stuck with it. And we made it to the end. We didn't think we were going to make it. But here we are. And it was fun. It was fun while it lasted. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Tell a friend about the podcast. Share, 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 share. Spread the good word. And as always, I love you. And have a great quarantine. Have fun staying at home. Be safe. Be healthy. Be well. Be good. I love you. Ciao. See you later. Till next time. Bye. Bye.
See you guys. Take. Have fun. All right, it's over. Seriously, it's over.